this much. It's chord over street, right? I was going to say cord. Oh, it's cord? <laughs> chord? <laughs> oh my god. I think that's the stupidest. Cord. Yeah, it's cord. cord. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You found us somehow. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Falling for Christmas. Christmas. It's the return of Lindsay Lohan. This is the uh, 2022 Netflix holiday romantic comedy. It's the story of uh, Sierra Belmont, played by Lindsay Lohan. Sierra's father owns a, like a flagship ski resort based in Aspen, and Sierra is your typical over-the-top spoiled rich girl. She does basically nothing for herself. She has housekeepers, chefs, designers all to make her life as comfortable as possible and to make all the decisions for her. Um, this is all fine until Sierra and social media influencer boyfriend Tad take a trip and get lost in the mountains. Sierra falls, hits her head, and is rescued by Jake Russell, played by Cord Overstreet. He agrees to take in Sierra, who now has no idea who she is. She has amnesia. He takes her... Has what? Amnesia. Sorry, I added an extra N. Amnesia. It's like Fantasia, amnesia. He agrees to take in Sierra, who has no idea who she is. Uh, he takes her to recover at his quaint, like, mom-and-pop-style ski resorts in you know, contrast to where she's from being like the mega ski resort, uh, where perhaps love occurs there. What are your thoughts on falling for Christmas? It's new and Lindsay Lohan's back. When people look at me, all they see is the spoiled daughter of the hotel magnet. I'm coming in, coming in I just want people to remember me for more than my last name. It is new and she is back. Oh, and is oh it. my gosh, I was really excited when I first heard that she was making a comeback. Okay. I was very, very, very excited. I'm just like, I'm happy she's back, you know? And like, it was a pretty good return. There are some Hallmark-esque things to this movie, but it's like a little bit above Hallmark. You know, it's almost like Last Holiday. It's like, it's a little bit better. And I think like... I think she was really great in it. The The fashion in this is, is like just speaks for itself. I absolutely freaking loved it. Tad is a bit tad annoying. Do you think that that's why they named him Tad? He's a tad bit annoying. He's a tad bit mm. annoying. I don't know. You know what? I like I, your dad joke. Thank you. Thank it's you. Uh, your little dad um, pun. I, <laughs> I had fun watching this one and like I probably will watch it every Christmas. No, you won't. Yes, I will. Stop it. It's so fun. And like, I'm really happy she's back. I can't wait to see what she does next. I agree with you. If we're calling this what it is, this is, I would say like a half step above your classic holiday, Hallmark, Lifetime, Christmas, romantic comedy. Uh, The story has all the beats, the same beats, but it, it has slightly more of a unique delivery, let's say. The set design is similar, but it has slightly better shine, I'll say. The production value I, is just I was gonna say a tad bit there was a little bit more money. Yeah, you they know? sprinkle a little bit more yeah. money on this one. 
We also didn't do our classic off the top, um, you know, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, leave reviews. But on Instagram, we have a message from an Andrea who, here's the thing. Last podcast, we were talking about Hallmark movies and how I don't think you can just call something a Hallmark movie because Lifetime does movies that are similar to that. The Women's Network, Hallmark, whatever, even Netflix does something like this, which you would call like a Hallmark style rom-com, but we can't just call it that. I don't think Hallmark owns the brand recognition of it. (laughs) So uh, Andrea has a a thought. Yes. So she said, loved the episode. Touching on the whole food convo. Oh, because I need to, I need to make food analogies analogies for everything. all the time. Hallmark movies give off major Pop-Tart vibes. Like some flavors are good, but the texture is never great quality. And most people still eat them because they are a comfort snack. And even though there's hundreds of flavors, they all somehow still taste similar. Just like Hallmark movies. It's uncanny. That that's exactly is it. Is exactly what it is. You can get a purple and blue pop tart with grape filling, and yes. it tastes pretty similar. Texture, all same of it is the thing same. As the strawberry and cream one, Ex- or the whatever other ones. Slight nuance differences, but not much. Like the base yeah. pop tart is just like that's a pop tart and that's a pop tart, and they're all they're all. I like that. Thank you, yes. Andrea. Yeah, definitely. It's a great comparison. By the way, Sarah responds to. Every single one of our uh, Instagram messages, email. So at Romcom Rewind on Instagram, you can email Romcom Rewind at gmail.com. Anyway, the biggest thing for me is that I think this film is like self-aware, if that makes you sense. Think? I think they walked into this and they're like, listen, Lindsay Lohan is back. How do we make a movie that just, it's just screaming from the rooftops. Lindsay Lohan is back. And they leaned into that hard. It's like, (laughs) it's like manufactured, (laughs) manufactured sensationalism to me (laughs) down to my best scene, which I'm already going to mention her walking out of the elevator, the dress she's wearing, how they shot it, how bougie it was. I'm like the music that was played during the time that she exits. Like, okay. The it opens with the most lavish rich people, and my best scene is the first five minutes. Yeah, till sh- the end of her walking out of that elevator. It's like they they sat down for every scene, and they're like, Lindsay Lohan is a spectacle. <laughs> How do we make it so? And they just did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that that's how I feel. I mean, yeah, there's there's holes to poke in this movie. But like, as there would be with any Netflix Christmas movie, there was not three Vanessa Hudgens. There were not two. There oh were not God. one. There were zero Vanessa Hudgens in so this. So you'll, you'll watch it again. So I'm down. I'm 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 gonna give it a shot. Let's dive in. Oh man. Okay. So we already talked about the opening um, because it was our both of our best scenes. So. In the next scene, we see um, Sierra's dad, who owns the resort, uh, named after their last name, the Belmont Resorts. And um, he decides that he wants her to be successful like him. Um, So he makes her the vice president of Atmosphere, which, like, I laughed at because... You only do that if you want them doing nothing and continuing living their lifestyle. Yeah. Drake is the... um what is he? He's like the international brand ambassador for the Toronto Raptors. It's like, oh, oh yeah. so you're a big deal and you go to some of the games. So you're a and brand you, ambassador. You rep, Thank you. You rep their like clothing all the time. You say yeah. how great they are. Yeah. The players like it when you're around. You're a brand ambassador. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You really, you. really like them. <laughs> what was she And you get free stuff. Atmosphere? The uh, v- VP of Atmosphere. Yeah. And Sierra doesn't want the job. <laughs> she wants to make her own mark in the world, but doesn't want to hurt her dad's feelings. So she doesn't end up telling him that he doesn't, she doesn't want this job, but like she's never worked before. 
Because they kind of subtly mentioned that at the sheriff's office early, like later on in the movie that, oh, her fingerprints aren't in the system because she hasn't been arrested or she hasn't had a job. And <laughs> I didn't know you got fingerprinted if you have a job. Yeah. But regardless. Somebody working at their local grocery <laughs> store is probably never not getting fingerprinted <laughs> yeah. for their job. But. <laughs> anyway, so um, then we move, enter the love interest, Jake. He meets with Mr. Belmont on the slopes and Jake owns a nearby lodge that is in need of some financial assistance, but uh, positions it to Mr. Belmont as an opportunity. Mr. Belmont doesn't want to take on anything else, uh, so it seems. So he passes on the proposal that Jake put together and Jake's a little bit defeated because it was kind of his last ditch effort um they race to the bottom of the hill they do in perfect this is a ridiculous hallmark movie fashion like i'll race you for it like yeah, i know i have no time for you unless you race me to the bottom <laughs> of the hill like that, that makes no sense is this how you run your business is, is this, this how, how you mis- make deals this mis- mr belmont is making business decisions <laughs> on the people who can beat him skiing. you know what like, maybe that's what? a good maybe it's a good no it's not it's a good m- m- business opportunity or business call yeah no it's not i mean we know it's it's really bad (laughs) following this we have sierra and jake's meet cute which honestly is probably one of the lesser cute meet cutes he spills some coffee or cocoa no no no. that that's another thing i liked about mr belmont he's like hey let's get you some hot cocoa over here yeah not hot chocolate they're really yeah putting the the this is a ski resort vibes yes and this is more of an epic fail they literally run into each other and he spills his hot cocoa all over her couture jumpsuit um which she is absolutely devastated It's quite funny. Um, You know, I mean, like the fashion in this movie is beyond stellar. Like I can't talk enough about it. I just love it. What she wears next, are we moving on to Tad, her boyfriend, has an idea about an excursion. They're going to go off somewhere. To a secluded spot um, that somebody geotagged. And so they're going to go pretend to go skiing. This is the best part because he is a, um, I guess he's quite a large influencer um, in the social media world and he wants Sierra to be um, also a social influencer, which is hilarious to me um, just because like she doesn't even know what she wants to do. So she's going to do <laughs> what somebody with a lot of money could do an influencer. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what you can other do. People. Yeah. yeah. So they use a snowmobile to get there. And I might add with no helmet, I was like watching them and I'm like, oh my God, these city folk on a snowmobile with no helmet. What is she's also wearing? What is she wearing, Sarah? Can you describe it to us? Oh, she's wearing a very vibrant uh, pink outfit it's from like head to toe. Pink neon head mm-hmm. to toe. There's like, mm-hmm. I want to say a fur hat. The sunglasses yep, is, are a yep. lot. Yep. Um, and the <laughs> snowmobile breaks down. Um... They stop somewhere. Yeah, they stop somewhere. For some reason, because he's lost. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, this is literally all to get the shot for him. So at the top of the mountain, they they eventually do get to the top of the mountain. And um, Tad proposes to Sierra. However, at the same time, we find out through this that Jake has a daughter, Avi. And her and her grandmother go to make a wish at the wishing tree. And Santa is there. Of course, it's really Santa. Naturally. And um, (laughs) Abby makes a wish and it comes true and it blows away in the wind. And I believe the wish, and we don't know at this point, but we're pretty sure, was that her dad finds somebody. Because like, I mean, you know, it's Christmas. He needs a miracle. Um, So at the top of the mountain, at the same time as she's making the wish, 
The wind gust blows Sierra down the mountain and she hits her head. Dad! Looks like the weather's changing. Take me back to the hotel. Jake finds her later on as he's out taking people uh, on a sleigh ride and and he gets ski patrol to bring her to the clinic and we find out that she has amnesia from the fall. She doesn't know who she is. No, she doesn't. Or where she's from or right. anything like that. Sheriff, could you please tell her to let me out of here? First, we need to figure out who you are. What do you mean, who I am? My name is... My name is... So what are we supposed to do with her? I have a place. Does it have room service? And so uh, the doctor or the sheriff don't really want anything to do with her. And since it's the holiday season, Jake uh, tells her, uh, Sierra, you can come and stay at the North Star Lodge with us. Um, And so she goes there with them, which like, how would no one not know who you are, especially the sheriff in the town that your dad owns the biggest resort in? I also feel like, um, I don't know how big this town is, but it is so neglectful to be like this lady's got amnesia oh a random business owner is just gonna be like stay here like bring her to a hospital guys are you crazy i think that is their their local hospital though like I the think that's, north star it no 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 like i think that's like the clinic they brought her at is the hospital for that little town yeah, don't let her leave she has oh, amnesia she yeah, has no, no she, idea who she, she is definitely shouldn't that's leave brain damage guys <laughs> fly her to well, a city and here's the other oh, thing too what? like you'd think that she would be a lot more bruised up maybe some broken bones oh or like God. something because she fell okay if we're thinking that this is like you know quite a you know, lovely ski resort and a big hill or mountain that it's a mountain. You'd think that she would have fallen from quite a height all the way down to the bottom. And Jake's just picking up chicks who have no memory of, yeah, come on over. No, no, no. Like I said, he needed a miracle. You cannot take her out of the hospital, Jake. (laughs) I've got a question though. This is a game that you can play as well as Sarah. All right. So Sierra in this movie has... Uh, memory loss. She's got amnesia short term. Amnesia. The game is how is your memory better than Sierra's? Oh, God. This is oh. something. And I realize this might end up feeling a little bit self-serving. But and I whatever. also just want to let you know, I what? do have mom brain, so yep. I may not. I have for you a collection of iconic clips from your favorite podcast, the Rom-Com Rewind podcast. Woo! Amazing okay. things that Sarah has said on the podcast. <laughs> Are they Let, all amazing? <laughs> let's see if she can remember her own amazing quotes. And maybe you'll remember them better than Sarah. Oof. Starting with. Always the bet, you know? Always the bet. It's always the bet, or it's always it's like, some, I'm going to convince somebody to go to prom with me, or like 10 things I hate about you, you know, we need the sister to go to prom with the... Yeah. What does Sarah say next? Oh, is it like um, that... Kids in the 90s had a betting problem. That is exactly it. <laughs> it's like the 90s had this problem with betting. <laughs> we had a gambling problem yeah. in the 90s, guys. Clearly. <laughs> one for one. Yeah. And you know what? I still do believe that. I stand by that quote. <laughs> <laughs> she is staunchly in support of. <laughs> uh, seriously, guys. I mean, we were joking, but like the 90s did have a betting problem. <laughs> oh, kids, kids in the 90s. Come on now. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. The next one. Looney was a Batman. Val Kilmer was a Batman. Michael Keaton was a Batman. And we had. And we had. Do I talk about Spider-Mans? No. 
Oh. No, you don't. You talk about the more important issue, Sarah. Frost and poison ivy trying to save the world against climate change. You Arnold. Know, freeze everything. and Was that actually everything. what they were no. doing in that movie? Holy shit. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I also stand by that. <laughs> I know we thought Batman was the good guy in that movie, but it was really Frost and Poison Ivy. Little they were trying we to know. save the world from a billionaire. It's <laughs> Nothing's changed, it turns out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay, this one. If we were having dinner and somebody came up and started playing. If we were having dinner and somebody came up and. Oh, is it started playing like um, specific? music to me? Specific music. Uh Serenading music? Mm, you're close. This was forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, you know what? I'll give you a point five because okay. it is music. Okay. If we were having dinner and somebody came up and started playing at our table, like a little mariachi band. that would be weird. Really? I can't. It would just be like, I, I wouldn't know what to do. See, like, do I continue to eat? Or do I listen? stop and listen to them? Wow, there, there or... are layers to this. <laughs> Sarah is like uh, Ron Burgundy when somebody's <laughs> playing music to her. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Well, seriously, I was going to say, I um, still don't know what I would do if someone were to come up to me and sing to me. <laughs> Excuse me. That wasn't Ron Burgundy. That was um, uh, the race car guy. Talladega Nights. Oh, uh, Ricky yeah. Bobby. R- Ricky Bobby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you were listening along with Sarah. Maybe did you do better or worse than Sarah in your rom-com rewind memory? <laughs> that was fun. Better than Sierra, <laughs> hopefully, because she. So she's now at the North Star Inn, and she is trying to. The, the, they kind of gave her the whole like you should do things that you did before to jog your memory. What yeah. we don't know is that. Well, what. Jake doesn't know is that she literally did nothing for herself. Right. So she has no idea what is the normal thing to do for Sierra. Yeah. And so, you know, Jake decides um, to give Sierra uh, some chores around the house or around the lodge because the doctor, you know, told her to do normal things. So, uh, you know, cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning the rooms, changing the beds, that sort of thing. Um, learning how to make breakfast, the simplest simplest of things like bacon which she doesn't know if she likes or not eggs but we do also (laughs) that morning um avi jake's daughter gives her or helps sierra find a new name because she doesn't remember her own name and so we do get that name um, as sarah however for the rest of the pod i'm gonna still call her sierra because it just gets way too confusing because that's her real name she's being called sarah it's kind of Strange to just give the person with amnesia, like, I'm going to call you Greg now. Well, she got to pick it. (laughs) Yeah, it still feels like you're naming a dog. I don't know. It's better than Jane Doe. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I'm still miffed that they even let her out of the hospital, but what do I know? (laughs) What do I know about healthcare? (laughs) Oh, man. Well, so, yeah, so she also even um, learns how to use the washing machine and does some laundry and she actually messes up on that. And Jake ends up saying some things that he later regrets because, you know, Sierra doesn't really know how to do anything. Uh, she feels awful and runs off to, to the barn to see the horses. And he's also like, let's be real in a little bit of financial, not turmoil, but the, the lodge isn't doing great. And he's kind of like, this is the last thing I need right now. Totally. Um, so, Kind of to make it up to her, uh, Jake, Sierra, and Avi, they head to the Christmas market. And Jake gives some backstory. This is where we get Jake's backstory uh, to to the resort and how um, him and his late wife got it as a wedding gift um, and that it was in his wife's family for three generations. And, um, 
he gets Sierra a snow globe uh, from the man running one of the booths. And let's be real, it's Santa. Um, so the next morning, she's up and at him. She makes her own bed. She makes breakfast and she's become part of the fam. She's starting to integrate herself a little bit. Um, so they also go to the toy drive. And so like, this is just another addition, I think, to Jake's community service and how giving he is and, um, his backstory. So, and with going to the toy drive, Sierra can see how much he gives back to the community and how, even though his lodge is doing, um, not so great financially, she thinks that people would be willing to help him out, even though he's not willing to ask. So, um, she comes up with an idea to save the North Star Lodge as a fundraiser, but he's not up for it. He um, he just doesn't want to ask for a handout is how he how he sees it. Um, but he also has feelings for her. And so we also see this part intertwined with this as well, because when they get home from the toy drive, they're both standing under mistletoe. And he actually stops them before kissing, saying that what if you're with somebody which like, again, he's just very kind. He's such a, gosh, yeah, exactly. No, no red flags. Once again, this is, this is a <laughs> Hallmark say, there style are none. There's not a single one. He is a perfect guy. <laughs> His previous significant other, she even passed away. So like, we're good. We're in the clear. He's great. <laughs> we're not like in a Matthew McConaughey wedding planner situation where, no. oh, he's already engaged. No, 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 no. She's out of the picture. Don't worry. I about think it. it's because they've made Tad so undesirable. Speaking of Tad, this speaking whole, of Tad, this whole time while we've been telling this story about Sierra at the North Star, he has been off in the wilderness. Yes, lost in the woods. He found uh, a guy's fishing, like ice fishing hut. Named so he's, Ralph. He's been hanging out with Ralph. Uh, Ralph only really eats fish, or he he has these really delicious, uh, like chili recipe that Tad actually Thanks. is like. You know, I I could make you a star with this like survivalist kind of still in the mind situation. Hey, I've got, uh, there is one point actually before he finds this uh, fishing hut that he is like, Oh my God, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to survive. <laughs> he grabs his phone and he does like an Instagram live. Like, Hey guys, how's it going? And he's like, it's just me out here. Tad don't know if I'm going to make it or not. And he like puts on the whole Instagram influencer <laughs> vibe. So I have for you, Ooh. These are what I've been able to collect of the most awkward Instagram influencer moments. I love this. Because what, what Tad did there was very cringy, but it's very like, uh, I've seen some influencers do some weird th- Like, I love there's a TikTok account called Influencers in the Wild. Yeah. And it's literally just like people enjoying a beach, but walking along. And then there's like two girls just making a mockery of themselves, doing some dance in the middle of everybody say. trying to. And you're like, oh, that's. And those are the influencers. I remember seeing, before you dive in, I remember seeing um, there were so many TikTok videos that were popping up during the pandemic. So when we were all in lockdown of people taking videos of people, vid- like of doing dances. Yes. Yes. Because it was, nobody had anything to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a few stories um, and I don't mean to shame any influencers specifically no, but like some of these not. are hilarious this uh, travel influencer tupi saravia she got called out for she had all these beautiful <laughs> photos in like new zealand and thailand and italy but i guess they weren't like cloudy or scenic enough so she photoshopped the exact same set of three clouds into oh, no. all these photos until somebody called her out her out and we're like you're editing the like the you can't oh have the same God. three clouds in like five <laughs> different photos. This is clearly Photoshop. Is are they Super. still up? 
I, like as of from what I saw, yes, they are still. Oh up. my god, I want to see them. Oh yeah, and I think they're like spaced out over months. So like, if you're just a follower, you don't you notice. Don't notice. But if you key in on like the five, wow, for that's sure, hilarious. Clouds. Like, who's like mm, this photo needs more clouds? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've got the same really three missing, on stock. I'm missing a crow in the background. Um, shout out to TikToker Bryce Hall, who um, the mayor of L.A. actually had to cut his power because he was hosting huge parties over the pandemic. Oh, no. So to discourage this friggin influencer from having like <gasps> hordes of people at yeah. his house, the mayor of L.A. cut his power. OK, that's um, prestigious. That's pretty like, you know, claim to fame here. That's wild. The mayor cut my power. Yeah, and of course, like it is, that's how an influencer would look at it. And actually, I, I said I didn't want to shame people. I didn't want to shame the first, but Bryce Hall definitely needs some, <laughs> yeah. some shame for that. That's ridiculous. Rachel Hollis might also need a little bit of shame for um, she posted this like quote. And you should always, if, if a quote is iconic, you should definitely like give reference or source who it's from. Yeah. Famous author Maya Angelou. I was just about to say, was it? It's <laughs> was it Maya Angelou. Still, dot dot dot. I rise, but she framed it like Stop. she came up with it. No. Like that's famous. That's so famous. That's like a everybody new, knows where that's from. That's a new level of plagiarizing. <laughs> Right? Like, did you not learn that in school? Plagiarizing is bad. It's You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the um, the office thing, Michael Scott, how he's like, <laughs> oh my God, yes. you miss every shot you don't take. Michael Scott. Also, Wayne Gretzky. Like, yeah. I, I think the other guy said it first, though. Oh, oh man. Tad, uh, you know, a little bit cringy compared to these people. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, those were really funny. Oh, my God. I want to send sourcing material to that one. <laughs> Maya Angela, come on. It's a treasure. After Jake uh, turns down Sierra's idea for a fundraiser to help with the lodge, she decides that, you know what, she's going to leave. She doesn't know where she's going, but she's going to leave. Um, <laughs> she's getting out of there. She's still doesn't she's know getting out who dodge. she is. Yeah, no idea who she is, where she's going. Hopefully back to the friggin' hospital. But uh, anyway, we don't know. Um, but Jake comes around and he says, you know what? I've changed my mind. I don't want to do this without you. So they're going to save the lodge. And they come up with this fun Christmas party. They do an epic stair um, staircase entrance for uh, Lindsay Lohan's character, Sierra. We got to have one of those because um, Hilary Duff had one in um, a Cinderella story. So Lindsay Lohan had to have one here. Um, and that goes back to my like... This movie was written knowing that, like, this is Lindsay Lohan's comeback. We have to make it sensational. Yes. So we need a, like, we just need all the... All the things. All the stops. It's got to be the spectacle. Yes. Wow. Sarah. I love your dress. You look... Beautiful. Thank you. Alejandro bought it for me. Yes, because, I mean, you know, you think back to the epic staircase reveals. We have uh, Princess Diaries, uh, Anne Hathaway's um, oh, entrance down the stairs. We sure. have a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff's um, entrance down the stairway. And then um, She's All That. Oh, are, you're not going to say the best Lainey. one. Oh, Lainey is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say um, J-Lo. In, um, J-Lo, Made in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. The and gold you know, dress. Oh, I don't, wow. I don't know if this one compares. Is, is it up to par? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it quite hits the mark. God. It's not epic enough. You, okay. But uh, you, did the elevator epic scene, the exit of there, that 
is on par with those. That though. was solid. Can we talk a little bit more about the staircases though? Because Cinderella's yeah. story is great. I think Kay, she's all that. The song is better in She's All That. Sixpence None the Richer. Oh, so yeah. good. But I think Made in Manhattan wins just because J-Lo walks up to him and she's like, I just wanted to tell you that like, I'm not interested in anything. Then he looks her up and down and he's like, well, yeah. you should have wore a different dress. I know. You love what? that quote. You love that scene. Shut up. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're at the fundraiser. Uh, yes, we are. And people just start like handing, like Jake doesn't know how to start things off. So people in the community are just like, hey, you know what? My kid, you never asked for any money when you gave him skiing lessons and now he's awesome. So people just start like handing him money, basically. Yeah. And, and the mayor even gets up there and uh, says that it's going to be declared a historic site and uh, it should help with grants and things yeah, like that. Yeah, he's looking for grant money. Yeah. Um, and all the while, uh, while this is happening or a little bit before we find out Mr. Belmont gets back to the Belmont hotel resort and, um, they all find out that Sierra's been missing for not one, not two, not three, but four days, four days. And they realize because they like go into her room and her luggage is still there. Her luggage is still there. And they're like, she'd never leave without her luggage. So she doesn't go anywhere without her luggage. And then who comes running into the Christmas party? It's her dad and Tad. And, um, sorry. <laughs> you love that. I didn't. It's the dad and Tad. It's the dad and Tad show. It was the self-inflection chuckle for me. Oh, anyway, keep it going. <laughs> and instantly all her memories come back, you know, oh my God, I know you and I'm engaged to you. Oh my God. And you're my dad. Wow. So then she just leaves. I don't know. Bye. Like, would you just leave kind of abruptly like she did? Like she found out her, she found her real fam. And I put that in quotations. And then it's like in the middle of a Christmas party. Like, isn't that rude? Super rude. <laughs> also, you think Belmont could be like, hey, what's, oh, it's a fundraiser. I could toss you some bucks. Like, yeah, it just it's pieces just out. So bizarre. You like, kept my daughter for like five days. You kept her safe. Yeah. And, oh, and then, then anyway, goodbye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Like, not even a thank you. It was just like, a, oh, my God, we found you. Let's go. Tad is like, let's hit the road. Cue the montage of slow, meaningful, longing looks, <laughs> thinking back to all the good times they've had over the last few days. Yep. <laughs> Classic. You got to have it. I couldn't get over it. I loved it so much. Oh, my God. Um, And so the next morning is Christmas morning and Sierra's back at the Belmont Hotel and she wakes up, makes her bed, wants to dress more simply, even though, like, honestly, I was dying to see more great clothes. Um, And she even makes herself breakfast. Everyone thinks she's broken, (laughs) like something is literally wrong with her. And uh, then they head off to a press conference for Sierra's return. Uh, we found her. Yay. Didn't know she was missing. Um, and the first thing she does, though, and this is really nice, is thank the North, uh, North Star Lodge and Jake and his family for taking really good care for her. And we also find out that she's still engaged to Tad, but that her dad isn't overly keen on him. But like, which kind of we already knew we all weren't overly keen on Tad. So back at the North Star Lodge. Avi, who's Jake's daughter, um, just in case y'all forgot, um, convinces Jake that he needs to tell her to tell Sierra that he has feelings for her. And all of a sudden he agrees, <laughs> even though she's still engaged. Um, so they take the snowmobile, but it's not working. Then they discover that the, there's a sleigh outside. And of course, we know Santa brought it. And the lodge is completely sold out now because of the thank you on national television, because Sierra was found and said thank you. <laughs> so uh sierra also tells her dad that she wants to forge her own path and ends the engagement with tad all at the same time uh and she's 
And the best part, Tad is going to post it on social media to gain more numbers. For sure, yeah. Because it's Christmas Day. Absolutely. So now Jake has gone to the Belmont Resort. He actually knocks on the window of a limo that he assumes is Sierra. It's not. It's Tad with uh, somebody else. He's already moved on. Yes, yes, with with her assistant. That's right. And then eventually he does find Sierra. And we have that cheesy little, like, ooh, I brought the mistletoe, and they, and they kiss <laughs> under the mistletoe. I'm staying here without Tad. You are? Uh-huh. So, what are you doing here? Uh, I, I just wanted to say thank you. I, I just found out the North Star is sold out for the rest of the season. Really? Hmm, sold out, huh? Sounds like you might need some help running the place. That would be amazing. Well, my dad did also mention investing in the North Star. But I didn't think you'd be interested. Right. <laughs> I did say I would try to convince you over the holidays. Adorable. It is. You know what? It's, it's better than the ending from falling in love. Yeah. You know what? I, like, I, I'm poking some fun, but as far as... It was fun. You got to be able to make fun of them, but they do live in their own world. Yes. And in that world... This one isn't too bad. This one's actually pretty good. It was a thoroughly enjoyable kickoff to the Christmas season for me. And I was so happy to see Lindsay Lohan back. And I think we all are. Even the people writing the movie were like, they're going to be so happy that Lindsay Lohan's back. Here's what we're going to do. We're doing an elevator scene. We're doing a big staircase. We're doing the kiss at the end was even very like there was spectacle in it. Yeah. So I actually made a list of the typical rom-com I find like things that you see in in Hallmark rom-coms but but you see them in this one as well. So like you know, you have the classic food fight, you have the stair <laughs> staircase entrance, you have the hot cocoa, you have the lodge completely decorated but the lodge also in financial struggle. You have a skiing or a winter <laughs> sport happening. Yeah. Uh, you have Christmas music um just playing all the time in the lodge, you know, uh, you've the Christmas memories, making Christmas memories and wishes. Um, and then the romantic fall down. So in this case, it's the romantic fall down the ski hill while they fall into each other. Right. Yes. Yes. Not, not the one where she gets amnesia. There's the romantic one. This is, this is the romantic fall, not the previous one where they find her falling. Yeah. Those are actually really great. You should do a Hallmark romantic comedy drinking game or like a bingo. I absolutely will. Yes. I'll definitely be bringing that around and that's kind of our movie are we on to quick facts yes we are quick facts the movie was shot between november 15th 2021 and december 11th 2021 the premise for this movie resembles overboard from 1987 where an heiress suffers amnesia and falls for the handyman and i think too um hallmark has done um this this similar movie as well, once or twice. I was about to say, we on this podcast have done a few. <laughs> yes, oh, you bonked Nisha. your head and you forgot about it. Oh, yes. this again. Cord Overstreet was originally asked to read for the part of Tad Fairchild. It actually snowed on location while they were filming. The Belmont Summit Resort is a real hotel called the Goldner Hirsch, which is part of the Auberge Resorts collection. It's located in Deer Valley of Park City, Utah. Deer Valley has been used for several other films, including the um, the movie Dumb and Dumber. Uh, we also see another resort being used from uh, Deer Valley, and that is the Stein Erickson Lodge, which is um, in the movie The North Star Lodge. And outdoor scenes were done in Salt Lake City as well as Park City. During uh, watching this, Sarah uh, 
remarked to me, she's like, oh my God, it's from Dumb and Dumber. Don't you remember? I have no concept of Dumb, <laughs> dumb and Dumber. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't remember that movie. Like, I'm surprised you didn't remember. I don't I know. Don't remember I don't much. know why I remembered it. <laughs> like That movie's not ingrained in my brain. Well, apparently... When Netflix announced on May 24th, uh, 2021, that Lindsay Lohan was making her comeback with this movie, she was trending globally on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. People were freaking out. I was freaking out. I know, me too. It was Lindsay's idea to sing Jingle Bell Rock on the movie as a nod to the movie Mean Girls. She didn't think the studio would make her sing the full cover song for the movie soundtrack. (laughs) No. The scene where the washing machine blows up with bubbles uh, because she put too much soap in in the washing machine is a reference to the laundry scene from the movie Just My Luck, which also stars Lindsay Lohan. I was trying to remember where I'd <laughs> seen that before. Yes. This is Lindsay's first feature length film released uh, after about a three year mark or a three year break. Um, she's also the producer, one of the producers on this movie. Well, even before that three year break, it's not like she had been doing anything massive since. Yep. What, like Herbie Fully Loaded? Oh, it's, it's that was a while ago. It's been a little while. Yeah. The girl that plays the stylist is Lindsay Lohan's sister, Allison Lohan. And Lindsay Lohan and Cord Overstreet previously co-starred in Glee Nationals in 2012. Strong lens flares um, were used during the end kissing scene to disguise the fact that Cord Overstreet uh, was actually kissing Lindsay Lohan's stand-in. Really? Yeah. So that's not actually Lindsay no. in the kissing scene. From what I read, it's wow. not. Uh, Cord Overstreet plays Jake in this movie. In the movie Just My Luck, which also stars Lindsay Lohan, she also falls for a guy named Jake, played by Chris Pine. And the movie we did last week also had a Jake as the lead. Falling in love. Correct. Not to be confused with falling for Christmas. <laughs> it's a weird yeah. Venn diagram of... <laughs> The movie has falling, falling in it. Lots of falling. And also a Jake. It's, but <laughs> yeah. then Lindsay is also a common denominator. <laughs> Strange. Honorable mention. Okay, so my honorable mentions in this movie are um, fashion in this movie is a character. Oh, okay, is, I like it. That, yes, it is a character all on its own, and I was so glad to see it. I was like, ooh, I like you. Interesting. Okay. My honorable mention, and I, I, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but there's no way I can say it without it sounding very harsh. Um, it's just, um, it's writers using dead people as a crutch to explain somebody's backstory. I feel like in, in the last <laughs> couple movies we did, Falling in Love as well, I, it's, the, it's the simplest way for a, a dude in his 30s <laughs> to be single but not have any red flags. You know what I mean? They're like, shit, how do we figure this Jake thing out? Uh, oh, he's, he's got a dead ex-wife. Oh, there we go. That's oh, easy. That, that actually explains everything, and yeah. there's no red flags here. There's no red flags. Same with falling in I love. Actually, They're like, he's got a dead girlfriend, so that explains why he's single. But he's also yeah. lovable and very, you know, he's endearing. He's kind. He's, he's caring. Just, he's the man. Just you know? has a dead girlfriend. It's fine. It's actually very. You're. I never thought of it that way. That's actually so good. And it's one of those things that, like, I thought. I'm like, this is. I don't know if this is appropriate to bring up on the pod, but like, it was just staring me in the face. I'm like, they use this as a crutch. They do to write guys' stories. I mean, welcome to Hallmark season, though. I will say, Devin. Oh, as are we there get a lot of in Hallmark does lean do on? Do they that. do that? They they. Not not every single Hallmark movie, obviously. But like they enough gotta, where they it's gotta like, toss in something different. But every now and then it's in the mix. Yeah. Enough where you're like, yeah. oh, it's oh, it's, it's, it's in the that person cake passed batter. away. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's in, in that cake, cake batter. batter you know, it, it's it. in that cake batter. Yeah. What should have been? 
Okay. My what should have been is having amnesia doesn't make you a better person. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right? Like, like she becomes this like really, not to say she wasn't a good person before, but she had everything done for her. She didn't have to do anything by herself. She, you know, basically lived a lavish lifestyle without having to literally pick up a pencil to write anything down. Didn't know how to make a bed, didn't know how to do laundry, didn't even know how to probably use a microwave. Um, she was spoiled. You're not necessarily a bad person if Correct. you're spoiled, but you're But you're it doesn't spoiled. make you a better person right. if you have amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cure, Sarah. Right? You didn't know? It's <laughs> well, bonker should, on the head. <laughs> yeah. There's a few people that I could hit over the head then. <laughs> Where's Paris Hilton? The Kardashians? Just bonk them on the head, guys. Make them, make them have amnesia and then they'll be just, you know, they'll all be better people. <laughs> oh. Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows Chemistry 4, Storyline 2.75, Thirst Factor 4, Imagination 2, because we've seen this done a lot of times, Soundtrack 2.5, only because uh, Lindsay Lohan sings uh, Jingle Bell Rock, and uh, Cheese 5 for a total out of 5 of 3.37 out of 5. We are so close. I've got a chemistry of 3.9. A storyline of four, which is a little high. I thought it was just a little bit unique from other Hallmark romantic comedies. At that time. I, 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 we have to like it's not a Hallmark, right? No. Like it's it's, that, it's the pop tart romantic comedy. That. Yeah. yeah, it's like a made for TV. That's what a, a listener uh, messaged me today. A made for a t- made for TV. I like it. Yes. Um, storyline four, thirst factor two point five, perfectly middle of the road. It was fine. Imagination three point eight. Just it's the Lindsay Lohan factor basically gave me like a whole point soundtrack of 3.5. Like you said, there's some Christmas stuff there. Cheese a 3.52. Okay. Knowing it is what it is. <laughs> it wasn't that bad for cheese. It was actually not. It was pretty good. Yeah, for cheese. I liked I liked the cheese. It was like a nice it was like a nice tasting cheese. It was just a totally appropriate amount of cheese. On the good side. For a 3.53 mm, for Dev okay. out of five. And don't worry, there is a Hallmark slash holiday romantic comedy episode on the way. In fact, on our Instagram, I think we'll have a few things for yes. you to help us out on in mm-hmm. terms of what we want to do for that. So follow us on Instagram at Romcom Rewind if you want to reach out. That's a great place to DM us. You can also leave a voicemail, 1-705-525-8573. And this has been the Romcom Rewind of falling for Christmas. Thanks for listening.